You're listening to Positively Anti-Inflammatory, the show for people just like you who want to keep inflammation down and your spirits up. I'm your host, Alyssa Abrahamson, functional nutritional therapist and wellness coach. Today and every Wednesday, I'm here to be your coach and your guide as I offer insightful ways for you to lead a positively anti-inflammatory life. Hello and welcome to episode 24. Today, I'm going to share with you five lessons I've learned from living with rheumatoid arthritis. I've mentioned several times in the podcast that I have the autoimmune disease rheumatoid arthritis, and I was diagnosed in the year 2000 at the age of 27. That was 21 years ago. And before I share these five lessons that I've learned from living with RA, I want to tell you a little bit about what rheumatoid arthritis is. So rheumatoid arthritis, also known as RA for short, is a chronic, progressive, autoimmune, and inflammatory disease. So with autoimmunity, the person's immune system mistakes the body's healthy tissues and thinks that they're foreign invaders. So then then it attacks healthy cells and tissues, and this causes inflammation in the affected parts of the body. So essentially, with RA, it causes inflammation and swelling and pain in and around the joints and can affect other organs such as the lungs, heart, eyes. And in RA, you know, there's it for me, it's affected every single joint in my body. Um, I think commonly it's hands and feet, uh, but it's really can affect um, any and all joints. And with a joint, you know, in a joint with RA, the lining of the joint becomes inflamed and this causes damage to joint tissue. And then this tissue damage can cause long lasting or chronic pain, chronic fatigue, unsteadiness, and deformity. All right. So, you know, I'm I'm going to share these these five lessons I've learned from living with rheumatoid arthritis and you know, despite having a chronic autoimmune disease, there is I've found many silver linings. And so I'm really want to share that with you today and you know, how I have taken this very severe, debilitating disease and transformed my mindset and my lifestyle and my life in order for me to unfold and grow and evolve to the person that I am today, allowing myself to be grateful for (laughs) this disease. And as I'm saying this, it's bringing tears to my eyes because there's a lot of pain and, you know, emotional, physical, spiritual that comes along with it. But the way that I have changed my life and and unfold, unfold, and I'm unfolding has been so incredibly important and significant and a part of my healing journey. And I'm really looking forward to sharing this with you. So the main 
focus of today is these five lessons that I've learned from rheumatoid arthritis. And I'm going to really focus on that. Um, and I'm just going to give you really just a brief background um, about how it all started. So it was in the mid-90s. It was actually um, kind of the first time that I can actually remember something happening Um you know, strange, weird, uh, painful things were happening to my body. It was in 1996. And, um, and, and that happened for several years until 2000 when I was diagnosed, but, you know, maybe a few times a year, um, you know, for example, well, for example, you know, summer 1996, literally for a month, I could not walk my hips. Uh, it was, the the pain was excruciating. It was unreal. Um, I was actually living abroad in Scotland at the time and went to the doctor there and, you know, there was nothing they could do and it was insane. Um, other examples, um, you know, my finger would swell up so large, like my pointer finger would swell up so large. Uh, it was terrifying and it was painful and I couldn't move, you know, move it, um, or, you know, my shoulder would lock and it was just unbearably painful or just shooting pain, you know, down the sides of my arms. Or, you know, I couldn't tie my shoes or my knees hurt so bad that I couldn't go up and down the stairs. And so these kind of, they were like little bouts, you know, kind of little like glimpses, you know, they would last a few days, you know, a few weeks. Um, that first one in 96 literally lasted a month. Um, and as with most autoimmune diseases, well, I didn't know that I had one, but as with most autoimmune diseases, it takes years to diagnose. So I kept on going to the doctor, you know, explaining my symptoms, having blood work done, and, you know, either they had no clue or they weren't helpful or just nothing was showing up. And, you know, until it finally showed up in my blood work that I had rheumatoid arthritis. So essentially, it took about five years to be diagnosed. Now, what has transpired over, you know, the past few decades in terms of the illness and its progression and what I've gone through is, you know, two decades of my life. It's a whole other, you know, story. So, you know, but really what I want to focus on today is, is that being diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and what I've gone through has turned out to be a silver lining. And, you know, that saying, every cloud is a silver lining. Well, it's really a metaphor for when a seemingly negative circumstance may have a positive aspect to it. And while my journey with chronic illness and autoimmunity has been rife with denial, judgment, neglect, pain, anger, confusion, depression, on and on. It also immersed me into self-discovery, acceptance, education, healing, love, gratitude, unfolding, transformation. So here are the five lessons that I've learned from living with rheumatoid arthritis that I would like to share with you. Number one, to put myself and my health first. Whew. 
Wow, it's making me cry. Okay. So I used to be someone who always put the needs of others first. Might just give me a second. Thank you. It wasn't that I didn't value myself, but rather I felt my worth come, my worth came from helping others and like being an amazing friend. And my loyalty and dedication to supporting others was to the detriment of my own emotional and physical health and well-being. So for the first 13 years after I I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, I I relied solely on prescribed medication. You know, while my while maintaining my same busy, fast-paced, overachiever lifestyle, um, and then my body crashed, and I hit rock bottom, and I could barely lift my body out of bed. I could barely walk. I couldn't open my hands. I had to make significant changes, and you know, I did not know where to begin. It was, you know. Uh, I, I I didn't know where to begin, but I knew I had to start somewhere. And it was then that I made this decision and I made a commitment to prioritize myself and my health. It was scary. It was o- overwhelming. It was incredibly uncomfortable. But I made a commitment to myself that I would figure it out. And I began by setting boundaries. I learned to say No. Yeah, I learned to say no. And right now, years later, I can say that it is liberating to prioritize and take care of myself. But I got to tell you, it was not easy in the beginning. It was incredibly uncomfortable, but it was a choice that I made because I knew I had to make it. So, you know, that that first lesson of learning to set a boundary and put myself and my health first is so huge. So huge. Okay. So the second lesson that I've learned that I want to share with you is (laughs) it's okay to show vulnerability. For the majority of my life, I believed that showing vulnerability was a sign of weakness. And I have talked about this on the podcast before. I didn't want to ask for help. I did not want to show any signs of imperfection or inadequacy. And the reality is when you've got physical limitations, you know, you need help. Or even if you don't, <laughs> we we need help. We need other people. And I needed help. And I needed to acknowledge that. So, you know, um, that, 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 that physical limitation, it, you know, brought on, you know, emotional turmoil. And I also needed emotional support because, of everything that I was going through. Um, And, you know, when I learned that asking for help and showing vulnerability was not a sign of weakness, I really was able to open my heart and deepen connections to myself, deepen connections with my friends and my family, and 
truly like expand honestly the the love and giving energy to just the universe and and anyone I would encounter. So that second lesson that I learned is it's okay to show vulnerability. And the third lesson that I've learned living with rheumatoid arthritis is sleep is critical. So, you know, like so many of us, I used to run on a few hours of sleep a night, staying out late and getting up early for work was stressful and didn't feel good, but I did it anyway. And it's like, why? Why? Well, I I fell into this pattern of just pushing myself and ignoring my body's need for rest and for restorative sleep. And, you know, lack of sufficient sleep, especially those with autoimmunity and chronic conditions, can create flares. It, uh, you know, for everyone, it is, you know, creates body imbalances and it undermines healing. And I certainly felt that. And, you know, once I prioritized myself and my health, once I slowed down, and learned, you know, as someone with an autoimmune condition, that sleep is, is essential. I mean, I I can't even essential like with an all caps <laughs> to my health that I was like, oh, wow. And truly, if I don't get everyone who knows me <laughs> knows that if I don't get enough good, consistent sleep, I'm in pain. When I sleep, I heal. Guess what? When you sleep, you allow your body to heal. I proudly need nine to nine and a half hours of sleep a night. And I, you know, really more often than not, make sure that I get that. And because I have learned (laughs) that if, you know, I don't get that, that my body is not going to be happy. And I am doing, you know, as many things as I can to support myself, my body, and my health. So number three, sleep is critical. And then the fourth lesson that I've learned from living with rheumatoid arthritis is to listen to my body. Listen to my body. Now, you know, I I talked about this in, let's see, what episode was it? It was episode nine, the importance of listening to your body, what that means and how to do it. If you haven't listened to that please go and listen to that. It's so, it's, it is such a, it's such a huge lesson for me to listen to my body. And I think that, you know, we in Western, you know, society, Americans, we push through, we push everything down, we push through, we pop pills, you know, we, we buffer with whatever that is to, ignore what's going on and listen to our body and our intuition. And I, you know, really go in depth in this in episode nine about the importance of listening to your body. But I'll just, you know, share a little bit now. I really, um, for a lot of my life, I I really was developing um, 
worked on developing a relationship with listening to my intuition and my soul and didn't di- really didn't understand this this vessel you know the the wisdom of this vessel this body that we live in and you know i really <laughs> didn't consider that my body had anything to teach me or say to me until it was screaming so freaking loud that i was forced to stop and pay attention and you know that was truly a revelation for me it was truly truly a revelation for me to recognize that my body has wisdom and that i can learn from my body and i became aware that my body had all has always been sending me messages but i just had been ignoring them you know and so when i realized that this pain and inflammation and fatigue that i was feeling was a way of my body communicating to me it blew my mind. I mean, it really did change my life around. And it's, you know, it's taken intention and it's taken time, but I've learned not to be angry with my body for showing me pain. I've learned um, not to be frustrated with my body for not doing exactly what I want it to do. And yes, of course, I do get depressed or angry or frustrated But it is not that I live in this kind of suffering and misery with it. It's it's more that I I more um, trust my body and its wisdom and and it's communicating to me than go down like stay in this downward spiral. You know what I mean? So now I you know I really stop and I listen and I ask myself and my body questions and. You know, it is it is a process. It truly is a process to, you know, trust yourself and trust your body. But I really I feel that I I I trust my body as an ally and it's taken practice and intention. And, you know, I do I do believe that any and all of our body's symptoms are are your body's way of communicating with you. And it's really something that we can choose to listen to or we choose to ignore. So again, if you um if you haven't listened to episode nine, the importance of listening to your body, what that means or how to do it, definitely check that out. And then the fifth the fifth lesson that I've learned um living with rheumatoid arthritis is self-compassion. And you know, uh, self. I just want to make this statement: the self compassion feels a lot better than self criticism. And I spent years and years and years being judgmental and critical towards myself. And you know, for far too long, I was a perfectionist and overachiever and it was you know exhausting and hurtful and you know ultimately counter you know productive and when i learned to let go of perfectionism and self criticism i was really able to soften into myself and i've definitely talked about this in the podcast progress over perfection you know and and that that allowing your allowing yourself to be that unfolding, as I talked about a few episodes episodes ago, and I'm still obsessed with unfolding. But you know, allowed me to let go of this tightness and tension and stress that I 
you know, felt so hurtful and contributed to my physical and emotional pain. And the more I began to listen to my needs, the more, you know, the kinder and more accepting of myself I became. And I learned the healing power of self-compassion. You know, self-compassion is such a huge topic. And it's one I've been um, studying and practicing for a few years now. And learning about and practicing self-compassion has truly transformed my well-being. And I will certainly devote, you know, future, at least if one, if not several episodes to the topic um, on self-compassion because there is so much... um, so much out there. And actually, this past winter, I did a uh, 10-week course on um, self mindful self-compassion, which was uh, very informative and healing and deeply moving. And it has really helped inform me in my own personal practice and how I can help my clients. And so I will certainly share more about self-compassion um, in future episodes. And, you know, you know, these five lessons that I just shared with you have really supported some major, major significant lifestyle and mindset and nutritional changes that I have made and that I continue to make as I explore and strengthen how to help my health and my healing. And I truly believe that had I not been had I not been diagnosed with this particular autoimmune disease with rheumatoid arthritis, that I might never have developed this nurturing and loving and trusting relationship with myself and my body. And that is a silver lining. I'm really curious, you know, where in your life or in your health have you found a silver lining? You know, has has this given you an opportunity to reframe a circumstance to where you can see and internalize a positive aspect of it that on the outside, you know, people might think, oh, whoa, you know, um, because I found that when I, you know, when I look for meaning and purpose and, and you know, ways to, f- you know, find opportunities for growth, that it, that it helps me. It helps me on my life's journey. It helps me through life. And that's certainly not to say, again, that I don't get down or feel depressed or have negative thinking. I'm human. (laughs) Of course I do. But I talk about this all the time in the podcast. This, All of this takes conscious, intentional mindfulness, purposeful thought, you know, to look for those silver linings. And... And for me, it's it's really helped me through, and I really hope that it's helped you too. And hey, you know, I just, I want to say thank you so much for listening to a big part of my story. It's, you know, we all 
are coming from different areas with we all have our stories of our healing and our pain and our struggles and our unfolding and our striving and our development. And thank you for being here with me and sharing and connecting. And, you know, I really, I say this, you know, maybe not as often as I would like, but I'm going to say it here. I, I would love to hear from you. And, you know, I am if you do enjoy this podcast, I would, you know, you feel free to email me. My website is thewellnessheadquarters.com. You can check me out there. Also love to get a review from you on Apple Podcasts. And thank you so much to everyone who's already given those five-star ratings and reviews. Um, it's pretty simple. You just go to Apple Podcasts and go to the main page of Positively Anti-Inflammatory and you scroll down where you see those five stars and you hit those and then you just you know, share, tell me what you're enjoying so I can get a sense of what you're looking for or what's resonating with you and benefiting you. So I, you know, continue to feel that connection and understand, you know, how I can be further of service. Um, so thank you so much for, for doing that and taking the time to review or check in with me. And again, thank you so much for listening. And until next week, say something nice to yourself slow down when you eat and say yes to rest. Hey, if what you're hearing resonates with you, I created a free resource just for you. Anti-inflammatory living, the essential guide to get your free copy, head over to guide.thewellnessheadquarters.com. That's guide.thewellnessheadquarters.com to receive your free anti-inflammatory living, the essential guide.